Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. In today's episode of Soul Talk, I'm going to share some thoughts on the situation in Israel and Palestine. The situation that over the last week or two has been capturing the attention of so many of us around the world, but a situation that has been devastating a region a people a peoples for centuries now and I just wanted to share some thoughts on Soul Talk first off I just want to start off by saying that my heart goes out to the people of Israel and my heart also goes out to the people of Palestine My heart goes out to all of the Palestinian mothers and fathers who are grieving the deaths, the loss of their beloved children, no matter what age. I can't even imagine what it is to lose a son, to lose a daughter, to lose a husband, to lose a wife, to lose a loved one. Loved ones that were hiding in basements. for fear of their lives. But my heart go also goes out to every Israeli mother and every Israeli father who are also mourning and grieving the loss of their children, sons and daughters, and also praying, who were praying for the return of their family members that were taken by a group known as Hamas, living in fear. My heart has been deeply reflective over the last week on the situation that is so multi-leveled. But I think the heart and the soul is not political. The heart and the soul is really rooted in love. And love is the foundation to change. Love is a foundation to shift. And I believe it's only when we're truly courageous in our commitment to loving will we shift the situation. And so my heart goes out to my Palestinian brothers and sisters, my Israeli brothers and sisters that have been affected, deeply affected in ways that I cannot even imagine so much devastation and so much pain that it sometimes leads us to think, when when will this ever end? Will it ever end? How will it end? Because I really believe that killing innocent Palestinians is 
horrific, killing innocent Israelis, equally horrific. And for me, it's not about taking sides. Powers of B, media, governments want us to take sides. And people in control thrive and need us, you and I, to be divided as a humanity. Because it's only when we unite as a humanity can we rise up. But it's when we are divided as a humanity, living in illusions of separateness, that we can be conquered as a humanity. Because a humanity that stands strong, a humanity that stands united as one, will be a humanity that thrives. And so my love goes out to both sides. Personally, my commitment is to unity, is to love. Because at the deepest level, I, I feel that we are all souls. We are all souls. We are all God's children. Maybe different packaging, huh? black, white, green, orange, different religions. But at the core, if you were to cut us open, if you were to cut an Israeli open, if you were to cut a Palestinian open, and you were to look for their souls, you wouldn't see a Israeli soul, a Palestinian soul. If you were to cut a black person open, you wouldn't see a black soul, a Japanese soul, Chinese soul, Islamic soul, Catholic soul. You would just see soul. So we have to ask ourselves, well, what color is the soul? If you were to cut an Israeli person's heart, uh, body open and, and put their heart on the table and a Palestinian person and put their heart on the table, what color would their heart be? The heart beats the same. The heart looks the same. The heart bleeds the same. We all bleed as human beings. And you know, I'm someone that I've had the, the honor and privilege to travel around the world. I've traveled to 60 plus countries in my short life. And as I travel to everywhere from India and Ghana, also having been born in Ghana, my mother's Japanese. I grew up in London. I live in the US. My wife is Brazilian. I have a residency also in Mexico. On some level, I've always felt like a citizen of the world. And I absolutely believe that at the deepest level, we all bleed the same. At the deepest level, whether I've been to the slums in India, the slums in Mumbai, to the penthouses in New York, hanging out with my billionaire clients, serving with orphans in Ghana. We are all human. We all belong to one race. That race is the human race. The soul has no nationality. The soul has no passport. We are all one, part of a human race, a human family, and Ultimately, at the deepest level, I really feel that unless and until we return, remember, awaken to the inherent oneness of our being, the same breath that is breathing me, the same 
intelligence that is beating my heart, functioning me, is functioning you, is functioning all existence. Until we wake up as a humanity out of the trance, out of the trance of separateness, ego, illusion, separateness. You see, as a humanity, we've been so conditioned, brainwashed, hypnotized, seduced to believe that we are this ego structure. As egos, we buy into uh, over-identification with nationality and color and race and religion and belief structures and systems. And the more we identify with these and hold on to these, we become locked into a prison of persona. And as a result, that creates this illusion that we are separate from each other when at the deepest level we are one. To me, love, true love only emerges. And I believe, folks, love is the only way out. True love only arises in the recognition of our shared being, in the inherent recognition of who and what we are as spiritual beings. Because when we realize who and what we are as spiritual beings, it's only then we will know that I am you and you are me and we are one and we are all being lived by the one intelligence and one consciousness that is functioning us all. This, the one intelligence, the one consciousness, the one divine essence that is life itself, God, intelligence, universe, whatever we want to label it, that is manifesting as a multiplicity of form of all humans, of all existence. And so I really feel that what is needed more than ever is a spiritual awakening. We, we can make political policies and mandates and sign treaties. But until we awaken to the deeper realization of our true identity as souls, consciousness, until we stop believing in the fantasy and the illusion that I am this separate ego, it's the identification with you, with me, with ourselves as ego separate beings that creates inner division, that creates division in the world, that then creates war because we now see another as other. We see each other as separate. And until we realize who we are as one extended energetic consciousness, there will always be war. There will always be suffering. There will always be pain. And so I believe that we are in need of a spiritual revolution more than ever. And that what is needed is a spiritual solution. Yes, this will take decades. This will take years. This is part of the, the human process. But as I've traveled the world, from the slums to the boardrooms, the great CEOs I've worked with have the same fears. I have sat with CEOs, multi-multi-billionaire clients, you know, Inc. Magazine called me the mindfulness guru that billionaires go to for advice because I've worked with about 30 billionaires over the last years. I became known for helping people transform their lives from the inside out. And as I sat with my billionaire clients, they cry the same. They have the same fears. They have the same concerns. They have the same worries. They want to be loved. They want to love. They want to have meaning in their lives. They want their children to be happy. And when I've gone into the slums of India and sat with my friends who live in one, one room 
houses in the slums of the Ravi, Mumbai. And they have fed me and cooked me dinner. Living on less than a dollar a day, some, some of these folks. They also have the same fears, the same concerns, the same the same concerns about life and safety and security and children. So at the deepest level, we are more alike than we are different. And because we've gotten so conditioned and brainwashed to believe that we are this limited ego structure, and we so identify ourselves as this ego, black, white, green, orange, that we have tended to be brainwashed to focus on how different we are, over-identify with how different we are. And until we remember that we are one human family, and until we remember that we are more alike than we are different, and until we start focusing on our humanity, our divinity, sadly, there will always be war. And so I'm not on any side. I'm on the side of love. I'm not on any side. I'm on the side of humanity. I'm on the side of peace. You know, I think it's it's reasonable to be opposed to, let's say, the Israeli government's treatment of Palestine while simultaneously insisting and standing for and calling for the protection of our Jewish brothers and sisters in Israel and around the world. When we look at the terrorism that has been occurring, Hamas, terrorist organization, has been attacking civilians by land air, and sea. These images have shocked us, kidnapped Israeli brothers and sisters, humans, brothers and sisters. It's been devastating to see. Sad to see, to feel our Jewish brothers and sisters hurting. But I think now is the time that we must all use our voice to, to denounce terrorism, senseless murder of civilians, innocent people. At a certain point, the violence must stop. When will the violence ever end? We see this violence going back and forth. Hamas is a terrorist organization. And I believe that it doesn't stand for the Palestinian people. So we have to separate the two. But at a certain point, I believe that we must all rise up in a certain way. You know, during this time, I've been taking time to pray for the leaders of the Middle East. I pray for Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel. I pray for him. I pray for him to have the wisdom. I think if we want to say, well, what can we do? Here are some things that I feel we can do during this time. I pray for the leadership because the leadership are making decisions. So I pray for Netanyahu. I pray for the Prime Minister. I pray for the leadership of Israel. 
to have the wisdom, to have the grace, to have the compassion, to have the discernment, to make wise decisions. I pray for the leaders of Palestine to also have the wisdom, the discernment, the compassion, the humanity to make wise decisions. I pray for Hamas that they may wisen up, that they may connect to their humanity in some way. Because it's only when we, in many ways, disconnect from our humanness, our humanity, that we can commit acts of terrorism. So during this time, I've been in a lot of prayer, praying for those in leadership positions. Because when somebody does something, then there's a there's a reaction, right? Someone kills, then we kill back, then we drop more bombs, then we drop even more bombs, now we drop more bombs, and, and it just keeps escalating, reaction for reaction for reaction for reaction, and does it ever end? It's no different than being in a relationship. Let's break it down, because I really believe that the macro is the micro. You're in relationship with your spouse. They hurt you. You're hurt. You react back. You become passive aggressive. You say something mean back. They're hurt. Now you pull back and you do something back. And this ping pong effect keeps going. And for some of us, this goes on for decades in relationships until it's too late and somebody cheats, trust is broken, boom. Which is where many relationships end up. We started out so loving and we end up hurting each other, destroying each other. In love, in relationship, at some point, somebody has to stop. In relationship, at some point, someone has to be the bigger person and stop and say, we're going to stop here. We're going to set the boundary. We're going to stop here. Attacking back will not shift the situation. It will perpetuate the situation. And so I understand that the situation is, is very difficult. Very painful, very nuanced. It's been going on for centuries. And whilst I, I really am not going to get into the politics and there's so many things I acknowledge I don't understand. But what I will say is if we're wondering what, what can we do as human beings? Here's what I will say. On a spiritual level, the world that we see, the world that we see out here is a projection, a collective projection of the totality of all human beings' consciousnesses combined. In a sense, there is no world out there. The world out there is a mirror reflection of the totality of all of the collective consciousness of all of us combined. So when we see the world, we are seeing ourselves. When we see the world, when we see the war, when we see the terrorism, when we see the pain, when we see the world out here in the discord, what we are really seeing is the total reflection of the all of our consciousness projected out there into the world. That's what we are seeing. We're seeing ourselves as an entire human spectrum. So we can point the finger and we can judge which we have all done. We can make it about the other. And whilst we may not personally be able to go to the Middle East and stop the war and stop the fighting and stop the terrorism, 
If the world is a mirror manifestation of the of, of, of our consciousness, the macro is the micro, and we are the micro, and the world that we see is the macro, then I believe that what we can all do, if we want to bring peace in the planet, if we want to bring peace in the world, what we all must be willing to do during this time on planet Earth is play our part. And how do we play our part? We play our part by healing ourselves. You cannot bring peace on the planet while being at war within yourself. Because if you and me and she and he and they and everyone is at war within themselves, that will only get projected out there into the world. And so we have to do our part. How do we bring peace on the planet when we are hating our sister? How do we bring peace on the planet when we're still holding a grudge towards our father? How do we bring peace on the planet when we haven't really shown up for our children? How do we bring peace on the planet when we won't call our friend back because we're, we're, we're resentful or we're jealous? How do we be, bring peace on the planet when we are judging ourselves and terrorizing ourselves with criticism and dropping bombs of self-judgment and self-hate on ourselves? In many ways, we are at war within ourselves. We are divided within ourselves. We are sabotaging, terrorizing ourselves inside because of our pain, because of our hurt, because. And so I think one thing that we can do is do the work to look at those places inside of our consciousness where we are at war, to look at those places where we are divided and separating ourselves from our own embrace of our divinity, where we, we have to have the courage to bring the inner peace, to bring compassion to those parts within ourselves that are hurting. Because many times what we tend to do is judge the parts of ourselves that we don't like, drop bombs on those parts of ourselves that we don't like beat ourselves up for not being where we think we should be, which only perpetuates pain and suffering and hurt and continues the cycle of internal suffering. At some point, it has to stop. And we have to be the ones that say, no more. I'm going to, I'm going to bring loving because healing is applying loving to those parts of ourselves that are hurting. And until we, you, me, make a bold decision to say, you know what, I will bring more compassion to myself now. Because many of the ways that we've acted, that we judge, many of the ways that we act out and sabotage and don't follow through and procrastinate and that we end up judging ourselves for are really parts of us that are self-protecting because underlying every behavior is a positive intention. And usually those parts of us that are acting out are either aspects that we've learned to suppress so deeply, feelings that we have not allowed ourselves to feel healthily, that all feelings that we don't feel in a healthy way will express in unhealthy ways. And those parts of us that act out are really either trying to keep us safe and protect us in some way. So sometimes we hurt people and push people away because we're afraid of being hurt, not because we're bad people. We sabotage a relationship and, you know, did that thing that was very painful before we would rather hurt and protect our hearts, then be hurt because it felt so vulnerable. It doesn't make it okay, doesn't condone what we did, but I think the more we can bring loving and compassion to ourselves, the more we can bring healing to ourselves, then we can take that healing out to the world as we bring peace to our hearts and forgive ourselves and love ourselves, then we can also go into the world and make amends and apologize and bring healing to those around us.
So if we want to bring peace to the planet, while we may not be able to stop the war in Palestine and Israel, firstly, what we can do is take responsibility and bring peace to those parts of ourselves that are hurting, to that inner child that is still in pain and acting out because hurt people hurt people. And when we are hurt, we will often act hurt and do things that cause more pain in the world. Drop bombs, terrorize others, betray others, abuse others. We must be willing, to be honest, to heal those parts of ourselves. That's one thing. The other thing is I believe that the more, and this is not an easy thing, folks, judging and pointing the finger, and which is so hard to not do in these types of situations, doesn't add to the healing. I believe that compassion and forgiveness, compassion and forgiveness is the foundation. Turn the other cheek is the foundation. Now, that doesn't mean sit there and let yourself be abused. Let's, let's get that straight. But if you imagine Jesus on the cross, right? Jesus on the cross. When Jesus on the cross was, was getting stabbed with spears, what did he do? He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. They know not what they do. And so I think in our lives, when we are attacked, when we are hurt, when someone you know, uh, uh, throws negative energy towards us, we have a choice. Do I retaliate, retaliate and compound the suffering and reactivity, which will then create another cycle of karma that will never end? Or do I choose to turn the other cheek and, and, and flow back with a different energy? One thing that has helped me is understanding that on some level, people aren't bad, behaviors are bad. And the reason behaviors are negative and behaviors can sometimes be evil is because if you believed, if, some, if you think of someone that's hurt you, if you believe what they believed, you would likely act how they acted. But the truth is this, you might say to me, Coot, but I don't act how they acted. That's because you don't believe what they believed. And so what would you have to have believed in order to act how they acted? Because if you and I, we were born into, if you think of someone that's betrayed you or hurt you, right? They acted that way because of certain belief systems that they're holding about themselves and their life based on their upbringing, based on their religion, based on their schooling, based on their traumas. So now they formulated a certain belief system that the world is a certain way, men are a certain way, black people are a certain way, white people are a certain way, Israeli people, Palestinian people, women, men, gay, straight are a certain way. And based on those belief systems, those belief systems we hold on to, we hold on to those belief systems and those belief systems now create a prison for us to live inside of. And now those belief systems seem like reality, but they're not. They're just belief systems that we adopted that now have been installed into our consciousness that run us. And so when we're locked into a certain belief system, which becomes an identity, we think that who we are is who we are and what we believe is reality, but it's not. And we can't help ourselves. We have been programmed. No different than a computer that has a program installed. It has to act a certain way. And that's why at that deepest level, everybody's innocent. That doesn't mean the way they acted was innocent. That doesn't mean there's not consequences. That doesn't mean there's not evil in what they have done. But everybody that's hurt you was holding certain beliefs. And based on those beliefs, they acted out. They acted out. 
those things need to be addressed. There are consequences. That doesn't mean you have to be friends. However, I think that if you really want to shift the cycle of energy and bring healing to the planet, when you can see, when you can see the innocence in every soul, when you can see the innocence in every being, and when you can see that they are a victim of their own belief systems, then it can shift how you hold them. Then it can shift how you see them rather than throwing pain and judgment and hatred and fire back to that person in your life. You can throw back love and compassion. And it might mean you stay the hell away from them. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, I think of a child, an Israeli baby that's born, a Palestinian baby that's born. If you put these two newborns together, they would play. They would play so lovingly. And if we left them to their own devices, without conditioning, they would be best friends. The problem is when, we're, when we start getting conditioned and brainwashed into certain belief structures, those belief structures that we identify with, which become a sense of ego, create separation. No Palestinian baby is a terrorist or evil. No Israeli baby, I believe, newborn has hatred in their heart for a Palestinian. We are pure. We are essence. We are of the divine. So we have to be aware to question our belief systems in life and not allow our belief systems to get in the way of our loving. Because the truth is you are not your beliefs. Your beliefs will change. You don't believe some of the things that you believed when you were five. You don't believe that Santa Claus is real anymore. There's certain myths and fantasies that you don't believe anymore, but you really believe them when you were five and 10 and 11. So I think it's important that we don't allow our belief structures to get in the way of loving, to get in the way of compassion, to get in the way of seeing each other as humans, to get in the way of humanity, to get in the way of wisdom, to get in the way of living love. And so I think if we want to do our part to bring healing to the planet, we must bring healing to ourselves. And we must we must have the courage to live the love in our lives where we also don't simply retaliate and react to our mom, to our dad and our parents. And when we can do that in our micro life, in our little life, in our little world, we will do our part to shift the fabric of consciousness on the planet. Because how do we bring peace to the world if there's no peace in our heart? You know that song, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. And so during this time, I reiterate, I'm on the side of love. I'm on the side of humanity. The heart is not political. The soul is not political. And so during this time, let us do our inner work as the world and the events of the world show us and reflect to us our own selves. And during this time, my love and my prayers and my heart goes out to every Palestinian mother and father. I cannot even imagine what it is to lose a child. And my heart goes out to every Israeli mother and father for your loss during this time. And my prayer is that we all come together during this time 
not to separate us, but to unite us. And that we as a humanity may remember who we really are. We are a human race and we are souls. We're souls wearing different costumes. <laughs> someone's wearing an Israeli costume. Someone's wearing a Palestinian costume. Someone's wearing a, a black shirt, a white shirt, a Chinese shirt. These are costumes that we are wearing that the soul is wearing in this play of life. But we are not the costumes. We are light. We are energy. We are infinite. We are consciousness. Let us during this time pray for peace. And let us during this time be on the side of compassion and be on the side of love and be on the side of healing rather than divisiveness and side-taking. Let us commit to loving and ask ourselves, how would love speak? How would love see? How would love question? How would love show up? Amazing friends, I love you all. I want to thank you all for supporting me on the journey of putting this podcast out. Hopefully something I've said has stirred something in you, in your own life. And maybe that means you listen to the podcast and you're thinking, but I hope that also means you maybe reach out to your dad and you forgive him. You reach out to your mother and you begin a dialogue. You reach out to a friend and you say, hey, I'm sorry. Because at the end of our lives, the only thing that matters is the loving. Hope you enjoyed today's short Soul Talk episode. I would love it if you did me a favor, folks. Share this episode with anyone in your life that you feel would really benefit. And here's another small favor. Please go to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and write a review. Write a review on how much you enjoy the Soul Talk podcast. Love now, big hugs. I'll catch you next week. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.